podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey everyone, this is Mike. Uh, the Fin Fans Podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. All right, it's Monday afternoon and I'm here with uh, Louis Ragoni. Hello, Dolphin fans. Yeah, man, we're going to have the uh, dreadful task here of uh, discussing yesterday's uh, 59 to 10 thrashing to the hands of the uh, Ravens. Mm-hmm. Man, that was ugly and it got ugly quick. Uh, what were your thoughts of the game, Lou? <laughs> well, you know, trying to stay somewhat positive, Sanders had a phenomenal kick over the course of the game. <laughs> yeah. So we, we have a kicker. Uh, the punter punted well. The punter punted well. Um, you know, all kidding aside, it was rough. It, it was rough. I know there's a lot of disappointed fans out there. We were disappointed, uh, not in the fact that they lost, but how they lost. Um, you know, you look – you look at the game as a whole from first quarter, you know, actually the first play of the game, the special teams comes out. We stop them at the 10-yard line. They make a great play, and you're like, all right, we're fired up here. And the very first run from scrimmage goes for 50, 60 yards. Ingram basically right through our defense, and then from there it was all downhill. So it was a rough afternoon. Uh, you know, the disappointing part was uh, pretty much on the defensive side of the football um, our last few podcasts, me, you, and Jim, and Kirk, we all felt that uh, the defense would be the better unit. And uh, obviously, by the uh, score of yesterday's game, that was not the case. Uh, they they let us down. Um, they they underachieved, and uh, you know, inevitably, that's why you lose by so many points. Um, you know, I, I, there's really not a lot of positive. I mean, we'll get to that stuff, um, you know, as we go along and we, you know, we break down the game a little bit, but, uh, it was rough. It was, it was a rough watch. It truly was. You know, there was some talk in today's, uh, paper that, uh, you know, the defense is unhappy and the defense is unhappy because, uh, the philosophy that, that, uh, Flores has is, you know, moving defensive players around and asking them to do different things uh, depending on the opponent. And, uh, you know, it's basically the same thing the Patriots do, and, and they have great success with it, but our guys don't seem to want to be bothered with learning anything other than their, you know, general position. And uh, I, I think that's a problem, and I don't know if it's a coaching problem or a communication problem or if it's just the wrong player's problem. Um, they're going to have to figure that out, though, because uh, they've got to get everybody on the same page because what we saw yesterday is not going to work. Um, so that's my initial thought. You know, I guess, you know, the the rumors came out that, uh, you know, a couple of players uh, don't want to play for us. They want to leave. This is, you know, not what they signed up for, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, they don't believe the coach is trying to win and you know all that nonsense, and and to me it just sounds like a bunch of emotions after a fifty-nine to ten game. Uh, but it may be more than that. We'll see. Time will tell. Uh, but my my uh, thought process is, if they don't want to be here, ship them the hell off. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know how players can complain. The eleven starters out there, 
give up 200 and some odd yards rushing. And uh, and they're going to complain about being moved around a little bit. I mean, some of the running play it wasn't like they were doing anything, you know, tricky other than the, uh, you know, the fake punt situation, which was ridiculous up 35 to three. I mean, I was really upset about that, but we can get into that later as well. But when you're lining up and they're running basic basic running plays and you're giving up plus 200 yards, it's ridiculous. How can you complain about that? It, it wasn't like uh, the quarterback was running all over us. You know, sometimes there's there's yardage when you look at a game and you're like, well, you know, the quarter plays broke down, the quarterback ran for 20 yards on this play, the quarterback ran for 30 yards on that play. So, of course, it, bo- it boosts their statistics. Yesterday, it was just flat-out running plays. They weren't doing anything special. They weren't trying to, uh, you know, deceive us in any way, shape, or form. They were lining up and running the football right at us, and they were killing us. And they were doing the same thing on passing plays. These guys were running straight flies right down the middle of the field, and whether it be a tight end or a wide receiver, they were wide open. So, you know, them complaining, do something about it. Go out there, do your job, and if you're not going to do it, then somebody will be here to replace you at some point. You have to buy into the coaches and what they're trying to do. And, um, you know, that's just the way it is in any business. You know, you listen to what your boss tells you to do, and you go from there. And you do it to the best of your ability. You do it to the best of your ability. Now, you know, you look at that game as a whole yesterday. A lot of guys had some really bad games on it. Well, the whole unit was just horrible, period. I mean, it was got whether you talk about, they didn't do anything great. I mean, the edges weren't sealed. They were running outside. They were running inside. They were passing to the tight end down the middle. They were passing to the wide outs on the outside. I mean, what positive can you take from that? I mean, in all honesty, I mean, it's, it's up to the players to get the job done and, you know, with the exception of um, two plays that come to mind, Mike, Xavier Howard made a great play on, on a pass downfield. And, and, of course, Eric Rowe, our other cornerback, gets called for holding on the play. So that's, that's nullified. And the other decent play that I remember was Rashad Jones coming in around by the goal line and making a tackle uh, you know, he blitzed, came around the outside and, and hit the running back for a loss at like around the five-yard line. Past those two plays, I can't think of any other play in the game by the defense. And Baltimore was on the field a lot that uh, that resembled anything good. Can well, you? Well, no. Uh, no, I really can't. I mean, but when I looked at the game as a whole, and I, and I watched it a couple of times, there were some people I was impressed with. Uh, Gotchow, I thought played well. John okay. Jenkins, I thought played well. Uh-huh. Uh, Ledbetter had a decent game. I mean, he wasn't spectacular, but he had a decent game. Rashad Jones had a decent game. Um, Raquan McMillan had a decent game. Uh, the two outside linebackers struggled. They yeah, struggled big time. Um, Rowe was horrible. Yeah. Rowe was oh, absolutely the, the, horrible. Rowe was horrible. Uh, Wills was horrible. Oh. Uh, Fitzpatrick was horrible. Yep. Uh, right and, down and the list. Akins was horrible. <laughs> you know. And no uh, pass rush. I no, mean, there were times early in that game where Jackson was just sitting there flat-footed, 
and just having the guy run down the field 40 yards and just airing it. And, I mean, there was nobody close to him even when he let go of the football. And, and McCain's another guy who, who did not impress yesterday. Right. And we were hoping, you know, at, at free safety he would he would fit in and, and, and do a good job. But yesterday it didn't happen. Yeah, collectively it was it was it was it was it was rough on the defensive side of the ball. Um you know, with the like I said, with the exception of the few plays that I can remember, there were ve- there were very few things to get excited about. Um on the offensive side, which was surprising, you know, they did do some things. They battled. You know, I felt that Fitzpatrick, uh, you know, just fought his ass off the whole game. Uh, you know, up until the time they took him out, he was battling. And honestly, that's all you can ask of the guy. I mean, at 36 years old, uh, I'm sure he's comfortable in life. I can tell you this much. I wouldn't be doing what he's doing. I mean, that was just just crazy. I mean, he was getting knocked around on pretty much every play, but to his credit, he kept going out, he kept battling, and he made some really, really good plays, and he did something that we're not accustomed to seeing in regard to the quarterback creating. You know, even on pressured plays, he was able to turn it into positives on quite a few. You know, one to Jacecki, um, he threw the ball downfield very well. I mean, that pass to Preston Williams, that doggone it, he damn near held on to it. Uh, the ground kind of popped it out, but that was a great throw in between two guys, and the throw to Parker down the middle of the field was nice. There was another sideline pass to Parker that he just, you know, he got pushed out of bounds. So uh, there there was some positives on the offensive side as far as passing. Well, he threw um, for 185 yards, so right. he, he didn't embarrass himself. No, he didn't. I felt he did a great job. And, you know, Rosen. He embarrassed he, himself. He he didn't play as well, right? I mean, it, it was. I well, mean, he threw three passes, so let's be fair. But, yes. you know, when one of those is picked off and one of them hits the ground, you can say he didn't play all that well. And he, and he took a sack. He looked a little bit like our, you know, our old number 17 holding on to the ball too long. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he watched the first three quarters of the game, but. You know, if you think you're going to sit there and be able to wait till a guy runs 30 yards down the field and then air it out, that's not going to happen. I mean, he may have been sleeping through those first three quarters because uh, he took a sack on a play that he just held on to the ball too long. He either got to step up or get rid of it. And, and you know, I, the coaching staff understands that, and that's why Fitzpatrick's in the game and he's starting games because he just deals. He's dealt with that type of stuff. And in all honesty, I thought he did a really, really solid job under the circumstances. Um, whereas if you throw Rosen in that same situation, I just don't I just don't see it. I think it would have been just a, a complete annihilation. It could have been even worse than it was. A lot of people were questioning why put Rosen in there at all, and I think the reason is, you know, uh, Fitzpatrick was kind of getting hit quite a bit. So mm-hmm. I, I just think they said, okay, the game's out of reach. Let's get him out of there and uh, let him start healing up for next week, you know. And uh, that, that's what I think happened there. I don't think it was anything against Fitzpatrick. I think they were actually doing him a favor. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, he it wasn't like, you know, he had two straight possessions and had thrown two interceptions and was just throwing horrible passes all over the place. I mean, at the time, you know, I felt he was still playing pretty well, again, under the circumstances. Yeah. Now, um, you know, as as you can see, you know, Rosen came in, and at that point, uh, 
Baltimore, I'm sure, I'm almost certain, had taken out some of their starters, and you know he struggled. So, you know, if if you if you look at it as a whole, the coaching staff's doing the right thing, and you're absolutely right, Mike. I mean, they had to take him out. The guy had to hit the ground at least 50 times. I mean, God, on the one play, he got hit twice. He got annihilated <laughs> throwing the ball, and then he, you know, when they the whistle didn't blow or whatever. You know, he got hit again. And to his credit, here's a 36-year-old guy getting up and trying to run down a guy that has the football, and he gets blown up again. Um, you know, he could have easily just sat down and said, my God, this game's out of reach. I'm not getting up and trying to tackle this guy that was running the football in the other direction. And to his credit, he got up. So, um, you know. No, it, he's definitely a gamer. He is a gamer, and you know that that can do nothing but rub off on the rest of the team as the season progresses. And uh, you know, there's nothing that can benefit Rosen being put in that situation right now. And that's what that's what people have to understand. I mean, you've been reading the same things I've been reading, Mike, on the uh, Facebook page. And yes, yes. It's you know, it's like they have to understand that. You cannot get anything positive from throwing him into a football game like this. They just don't have the the players out in front of him blocking to allow him to do what he may need to do. And he's not at a point where he's able to handle it himself. So the coaching staff's doing the right thing right now. How concerned are you with uh, Davis at left tackle? Oh, well, that's something that, that they have to address. I mean, I, I listen. I don't think either tackle played all that well. I think that our right guard, Isadora, played pretty poorly. Um, I think as a whole, the offensive line struggled, and they struggled right off the bat. I remember a play in the game, Mike, where Drake was blocking, and it was probably the only good block that he he put on. I, re- I remember the play. Yes, there were three three guys coming in. And he literally blew out, blew up one of the one of the guys. But there was still two other defenders in his face. I mean, they had three guys in Fitzpatrick's face. Yeah, Baltimore was blitzing the hell out of him. Oh right my away. God, they were just. I'll tell you what, and you know, we're going to see a lot of the same next week. Um, you know, I mean, if it worked, then do it. I mean, you know, they went above and beyond. They were like, you know what, we know what type of quarterback Fitzpatrick is. And we're not going to even give him an opportunity to, you know, to create. And it was probably a smart philosophy because if if the offensive line was, in fact, able to hold off a four-man rush, Fitzpatrick is capable of making plays. I mean, he did even under the, you know, under the circumstances with them blitzing. So it was it was a smart strategy. And obviously it worked, uh, you know, their offensive strategy. I mean... Mike, I didn't see anything out of the ordinary other than them just lining up and just beating the crap out of us. Um, yeah, yeah, it, their it, offensive line is is such a mismatch against oh, our defensive line. And the, the guys in the secondary were just getting beat. But, but, but saying that, I will say the guys in the middle held up okay. Wilkins didn't have a great game, but for his first game, I thought he played well. Uh, Gotcha played extremely well. Mm-hmm. The, guy, the guys on the ends were a liability. Uh, the outside linebackers were a liability. Right. And uh, that accounted for a lot of their yardage. It did. It, there's no question about it. It did. Uh, the tight end, 
I don't know whose responsibility that was yesterday, but Andrews was just destroying us. Well, in some cases it was Fitzpatrick, and and he wasn't up to the task. Right. These guys have to step up. I mean, they you know, if if they don't, we're going to see a lot of the same. Um, If these guys don't don't bring their game and keep us in games, now think about this. You know, if the defense had played somewhat decent yesterday. Even under the circumstances, I mean, maybe you stay in that game because, again, Fitzpatrick was able to do some things and the offense, without, without the presence of a running game, mind you, the running game was absolutely... That, 21 that, yards. Yeah. I mean, they, they looked very indecisive. Uh, we had two positive runs early in the game. And one think, of them was Fitzpatrick. Right. And, uh, yeah, and Drake had a decent run uh, where he... He got hit like four yards, and he kind of pushed the uh, the pile for another four. He had like an eight yard run, but past that, um, you know, it, it it was over early. You know, we got behind early, so we had to kind of get away from the passing game. But in uh, a running it, game, yeah, I mean the running game, yeah. but it, it 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 was a struggle. Um, you know, some positives. You know, Devontae Parker looked good. He did. I was I was proud of him. You know, Jacecki looked nice on his night, you know, that one catch where Fitzpatrick created and, and got to the outside, threw the ball down the field. I mean, that was a nice, what, 20-yard play, maybe even more. 24 yards, if I remember right. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a nice pass to Balaj out in the flat where, you know, he had uh, he had a decent gain on that. But Parker looked good. But, I mean, Grant and Wilson weren't even part of the equation, you know, at all yesterday. I mean, you know, oh. they very little. Grant had the one pass where, you know, lost yardage. It was a bad play. Uh, same thing with uh, Wilson. Yeah. And, you know, he walked away disgusted. He he wasn't looking very happy. And uh, No. You know, I can understand it. I mean, it had to be a frustrating game for those guys. Hey, guys, I wanted to break in here real quick just to ask a favor of you. On the app that you're listening on, uh, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast. Hit like, leave a, a comment on your thoughts of the show. And uh, if you didn't know, we do, we do run a Facebook group. Uh, it's Miami Dolphins number one. That's hashtag one. We talk uh, Dolphins football 24-7, 365. We'd love to have you join us and share your thoughts. And uh, once again, we want to thank you for listening. Uh, let's make it a habit. We'll see you next week. It, it was just a bad game overall. There was untimely penalties. There were... There were turnovers. You know, Fitzpatrick had a bad interception. Rosen, when he threw his interception, the game was over. But, you know, the defense. Yeah, the Grant, Grant punt fumble. The, absolutely. The Grant punt fumble. After one of the few times over the course of the day our defense stopped them on downs, they punt the ball away. And what do we do? We give the ball right back to them at the eight, inside the 10-yard line. I mean, so, you know, it was just it, – it just wasn't wasn't a good day as a whole, I mean, you know, they have to get better and they have a big task in front of them. And, uh, you know, let's just hope that they go out next week against New England and uh, they play a better football game than they did this week because this week was just not a good game all it's gonna be across tough. the board. It's going to be tough. Uh, New England looked uh, very, very impressive last night and we looked anything but. 
Uh, so I'm not optimistic when it comes to that matchup. The thing is, Baltimore held the ball for 40 minutes and, and 7 seconds. We had the ball for 19 minutes and 53 seconds. Oh. And I, don't, I don't care who you're playing. You're not going to win that way. No. They've, get, they've got to be able to run the ball, and they've got to be able to control the game early. And if they can't do that, it's going to be a repeat of uh, Sunday's performance. Right, and... And you're exactly right. They're going to basically just carbon copy what Baltimore did because look at the end result. So why would you do anything differently? You'd come in, you come in, you know, New England's got some really, really good running backs and uh, (laughs) they're going to have Antonio Brown and Josh Gordon to deal with on the outside and Edelman on the inside. I mean, it doesn't get any easier. I mean, this is a much better offensive unit as a whole and then of course you know Tom Brady I mean they're gonna have their hands full but with that being said it it never fails we always play them very well for some reason even you know even at times when we we have lost to them down here in Miami you gotta hope that they can go out and you know somewhat improve over um I don't expect them to win I don't think anybody does I'm very curious to see what the spread is going to be it's going to probably be an astronomical number but you know, the thing about it is, is they have to improve week to week, um, because if they don't, then we've, you know, we, we've got to start questioning things. You know, uh, you want to see improvement from week from week, you know, week one to week two and then going forward. And as Dolphin fans, that's all we can hope for at this point, because we just don't have we don't have the personnel right now. We just don't have the talent. It's as simple as that. We just don't have it. Well, you know, there's a, there's a website called TeamRankings.com, and uh, what they do is they put out odds—not not odds, but percentages of the uh, diff- of the upcoming games—and they say our, our our chance to beat New England is 11 percent, our chance to beat Dallas is 10 percent, and uh, the Chargers 16 percent. So that's what we're looking at the next three games. And then uh, the Redskins, 39%, Buffalo, 18%, and the Steelers, 12%. Wow. So it, do- it doesn't get a whole lot easier. No. So people have to understand that. You know, we're going to watch these games on Sunday, and they're going to be painful for the most part. Uh, that's what happens when you got the roster. I, I really think a lot of people expected this team, you know, to win six, seven, eight games, and I just don't think that's going to happen. Uh, so they, they've got to be reasonable, and, and they've got to understand that there's a method to the madness, and uh, it's it's not the end of the world. We we can live with a season like this, you know. Uh, they've got a whole bunch of draft picks coming up. They've got a whole bunch of cap money coming up. They you know if they make the right decisions and you know in, in, in accruing personnel, they're going to be fine. If they don't, they won't. But that remains to be seen. So we have to get to that first. So. You know, it's going to be rough. It's going to be painful. It's going to be ugly. Uh, you're going to question everything they're doing, but, you know, they know what they're doing. This is the plan. So if this is the plan, we're kind of stuck with it. So I just think people need to be patient and uh, uh, stop being overly critical and questioning everything that they're questioning and just sit back, relax, and, and look for some positives. Uh, and there were some positives yesterday. Uh I thought Preston, you know, Williams, like you said, Lou, he looked he looked very, very good, and, and and he's got a ton of potential. I mean, this guy can legitimately be a very good receiver. Yeah, there's no doubt. He he is going to be very, very good. You know, uh, Wilkins came in. He didn't embarrass himself in his first game. He held up the middle pretty good. 
Mm-hmm. Dieter played well Dieter yesterday. Dieter played well yesterday. He Probably did. our best offensive lineman yesterday. I, I would say so, followed by Kilgore. Yeah. And, 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 you know, both of those guys played reasonably well. It was the, the tackles and the other guard is a door that really hurt us. Yes. You know, but, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. And right now there's more bad than good. And that was by design, you know. Yeah. And, and you know, the guys, Mike, that, that we're counting on have to play better. You know, yes. Baker, Baker. Um, Fitzpatrick, you mentioned both of those guys. They did not have good games yesterday, and the right. result is 59 points. I mean, if these guys don't play better, then – and, and again, McCain, he's a veteran right now. You know, he's a guy you're expecting better things out of. These guys have to play better football, or else you're going to put up 59 points they're going to, teams are going to put 59 points up on us every single week. Um, you know, you don't have a lot of talent at this point. They're, our defensive ends are a struggle. I mean, Charles Harris, I don't know what – he was non-existent again yesterday, and we've talked about him over and over again. These guys have to play better. And a lot of these guys that are on the roster right now, people have to understand they're going to be replaced um, or they're going to be – fringe or you know they're going to be bench players they're not going to be starters guys that are starting right now either won't be here or they'll be riding our bench we don't I can tell you now Rowe won't be here Wilkes won't be Wilkes won't be here no. uh Aikens at, probably won't be the the, the uh, linebacker Sam Aquilin, uh probably yeah. won't be here you know I mean these are fringe players these are guys that would not play for most teams uh, mm-hmm. Vince Beagle you know <laughs> oh there's a ton you can yeah, go, go you on, can and go on. Down. on and on and Stephen Parker you know I mean on and on the, the, the roster is full of these guys yeah and the roster will completely by the time we go through these next two drafts Mike the roster will be completely different. Well, half the roster will turn over again. Now, I really hope for more from uh, the linebacker, Equivin. Yeah. And uh, I, after watching him yesterday, I don't think we're going to get it. He was getting literally blown off the ball. Uh, right. He just doesn't have the uh, strength to, uh, you know, <laughs> Uh, was withstand a bigger offensive line, and, and really Baker also, I think, has to get stronger. He had uh, he had the same problem. He's a smaller guy. He's got to combat that with strength. If he doesn't, what you know, what's he going to do? So right. you right. know, he he's got to get in the weight room. He's got to get stronger. Well, let's see. You know, let's let's see as the season progresses with both of those guys if they get any better because they're on the field. Uh, for, for for a reason, and they they did look really good, really good during the preseason. And again, I don't I don't take preseason uh, all that seriously, and what guys do and how productive or well, how we, we saw the same are, thing but, from Baker last year. So yes. you know, I'm I'm a little more confident in saying that about him than I am about Sam. Right, but I think that's going to be the end result because he really was getting manhandled uh, quite a bit yesterday. Yeah, let's let's just hope that you know again, he, you know, they get better as the season progresses, and you know, Mike, listen, you know, on the defensive side of the football, it really, really is a group effort. I mean, if guys aren't Absolutely. if guys aren't doing their the defensive ends aren't doing their job, it makes the linebackers' job job tougher, extremely hard. Yeah. And then if the linebackers aren't doing their, it just you know shit flows downhill. You know, I mean, that's just the way it is. So. You know, if these guys collectively aren't playing together and they're not all on the same page, they all look bad. You know, on the offensive side, 
you know, you can have a guy like Fitzpatrick uh, create on his own, even though the offensive line isn't doing their job. You know, he'll roll around. He'll roll to the outside, throw the ball down to Giusecki or throw the ball down the field to to Williams or Parker. And bingo, there you have it. You have a nice play. But on the defensive side of the football, it has to be a group effort. Unless you have just a phenomenal pass rushing defensive end or linebacker that creates. And we don't have that. We just don't. Yeah, there's so, no Lawrence Taylors on our there's team. There's no Lawrence Taylors. I mean, if you look at Baltimore – defense as a whole there wasn't anybody that just stood out they were playing as a unit and everybody was making plays and that's the way you win it's team defense that's a solid point absolutely absolutely absolutely. and that we've got to get to that point and we're not going to get to that point until we have some some draft picks and some holes filled exactly so Yep, people just got to be patient. Like I said, and that includes me. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. it's it's easier said than done. There's no question about it. But uh, we don't have much of a choice. So people might as well just uh, understand where we're at and where we're going. Right, and they have to understand the coaching as well. I mean, I don't want to hear this nonsense about getting rid of the coaching staff immediately. <laughs> After I mean, one li- game, listen, look around the league. Oh, yesterday, okay? If anybody watched the Pittsburgh game last night against New England, Pittsburgh looked absolutely horrible. And they have, they have talent, supposedly, they on both sides of the football. They went out, they got some cover linebackers, and they did this and they did that. They looked horrible. They got annihilated last night. You look at Cleveland. Look at the Browns. Tennessee goes there and just annihilates them. Cleveland looked horrible yesterday. And look at the look at the big players they have: Beckham, Landry. Uh, you know they drafted Mayfield. They have all these great defensive players, and they got annihilated by a Tennessee team that I think is an average football team. Now maybe they're a little bit better than what we expected them to be, but they still got blown out. Uh, the Jets. They have Le'Veon Bell. They wound up scoring, what, 10 points offensively yesterday? Can we laugh about that a little bit? Yes, we can. (laughs) I mean, because it was much of the same. Um, If you look at that game yesterday, the defense for the Jets scored six of their points. You know, they ran a touchdown back. So they scored as many offensive points as we did yesterday. So, And they have a number one draft pick at quarterback. They have Le'Veon Bell in the backfield. They have some playmakers at all. You know, they I think they picked up uh, Crowder in free agency. So they have some players there, and they didn't play well. They got beat at home by Buffalo. So if you look around the league, you know, we played horribly yesterday, but we knew – that we were going to be bad. There's some teams out there that were expecting to do a lot of things that really looked bad as well yesterday. So, you know, you just got to take it week to week and, you know, hope that we improve as the, as the season progresses. Yeah, but like I said, the schedule is brutal coming yes. up. So people have to understand that. You know, it may look real ugly for a while, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're going to get better. Just from the simple fact they're going to be playing together for a little while, they're going to get better. Right. How many roster moves did we have this week, Mike? We oh, didn't even crazy. mention that It was yet. crazy. It was crazy. I mean, I mean, they were bringing guys in and out, signing them. And, I, you know, I don't know how much I agree with that. I would really feel bad as a football player to make a team and then, and then, then pick up somebody from another team and drop them because these guys have been working. 
And I know it's the business, but well, you take a guy like Reed, who's been in camp, you know, all camp, working and and doing what he needs to do, and then, you know, the end of the week comes, and you you know you made the roster, and they pull somebody else in right away. And I don't know if that's fair or not, but you know, it's business, and people got to understand that. Yeah, I mean that, and I and I do understand that. I just think you feel that, for both sides, you yeah, know. I mean, I, I truly do because these guys work their asses off, like you said, and then they feel that they made the team, and then you make a few roster moves, you pick up guys that were waived off of he, other teams, and, you know, and he ends up inactive, <laughs> and he's done. Yeah, or yeah, he's he's either cut or he's inactive, whatever the case may be. But they did a lot of shuffling around this past week, and there was a lot of new players in and out, and so on and so forth. So, like you said, Mike, as the season progresses, you got to hope as a unit that they start playing better. The offensive line, the defense, I mean, because they didn't play a lot in the, in the preseason. This is, this that's, is the, a, that's a great point, yeah. and that's a point that needs to be emphasized. Go Absolutely. ahead. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be quiet. You no, I ahead. mean, you know, when you don't play together as a unit at NFL speed, it, it, it's it, you go out there, and if another team is better prepared, then they're going to make you look as bad as we did yesterday. This defense and that offensive line has to play together week in and week out. Now, every every day in practice, if these are your five starters, then damn it, those are the five guys you have to put out there, and you have to make them work together. The same on the defensive side of the football. Now they're at game speed. They understand what they're looking at. Now you make those adjustments. You talked about the outside linebacker, Mike. And, you know, the the, uh, the kid we got from the Canadian League, he's got to now adjust, say, wow, okay, I'm in the NFL now. This is what th- – these are the mistakes I made. I got caught inside. I got caught outside. I got caught locked in on a, on alignment over and over again. He's got to make those adjustments going forward. That's why I think they will be better. I think he'll get better as well. So, well, I do too. It's a new scheme for everybody. Exactly, right. And they haven't played together as well, a look- unit. That's the point. Yep, they haven't. I mean, a few, a few, what, a few uh, series in, in the preseason when people are half-assing it. It's not the same. No. It's just not the same. So, so we'll see what comes of it. Yes, exactly. You know, that's all we can do. We got to just stay positive. You know, negative is not going to help in any way, shape, or form. I think this coaching staff is truly busting their ass to get us in a position. I think that you know, when it's all said and done. Uh, you know, I think we'll be happy. Now, if we're still playing this way in week 10 and we're seeing a blowout week in and week out, you know, that's that's a problem. But let's just, you know, let's see what happens in between now and then before we start passing judgment on our coaching staff and certain players and, you know, that type of thing. Well, what we have to look for is player development, you know, is uh, uh, Dieter getting better? Right. Uh, you know, is Wilkins, Wilkins getting better? Yep. You know, are these guys improving? The guys we know we're staying with, are they improving? Baker, or Fitzpatrick, they, right. right, all those guys. Right. And and if we see them improving, then the coaches are doing their job. The results may not be on the scoreboard, but those are the things that we should be looking at. Absolutely. And, and Mike, I don't know where that report – I know you at the beginning of the show you talked about guys not happy with the schemes Pro football and stuff. talk. 
Yeah, I mean, I, you know, and I, I heard also that some guys wanted out already, some of the veteran players. And, you know, that to me, I don't, I don't buy into none of that crap. I mean, you go out there and, and you have to buy into what the coaches are trying to teach you. You have to believe in it. I mean, that's how Belichick wins week in and week out. You may not agree with the fact that you're getting, like, I mean, New England's a great example of this. I mean, as a running back in New England, you may touch the ball 20 times one one week, and then the next week you're not even part of the offense. But they buy into it, and he, they understand what's behind all of it. So this this team and whatever those reports were all about, they have to buy into what the coaches are trying to get them to do. These guys that are on this staff came from a winning situation. So you have to buy into it. It's that simple. Yep. So. Well, we'll see what happens. So yep. this, this was the first game. Yep. Uh, you know, I look forward to next week. I don't look forward to playing the Patriots, but I look forward to seeing how the players respond. Yeah, that's that's great. Yep. You, you know, I mean, so that's 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 really the mindset we should have. And, and it may be ugly again. If it is, it is. We'll look forward to the next game. Uh, that's just the way you got to handle it. So anyway, uh, that's going to be it for uh, today's show. Unless you got something else you'd like to add, Lou. Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm good, Mike. I think we pretty much covered as much as we could, and without getting overly negative. Yeah, think, no, there's no reason to be overly negative unless right. you just want to be, you know. And I understand some people, you know, were expecting, you know, a seven and nine season or whatever. But would you really be happy with that? Is that really what you want? You know? Well, it it wasn't realistic, Mike. I mean, when we talked, yeah. I, I figured them to win three games at the most this year when we were making our predictions in an earlier podcast. And we may not even get to three wins. Uh, you know, but the point of the matter is is that if you were thinking that this team was going to even get to six, seven, eight wins this year, that wasn't realistic. And it, the minute that they traded Tunsil, it, it definitely it cemented beca- it. Right. It cemented it, plain and simple. Um, you know, you just again, you know, talent wise, you're going against really, really good teams week in and week out. Our schedule is very, very tough, and. We just do not have the talent to compete. You have to have the horses to run the race, and we don't have them right now. It's just that simple. So, you know, let's just hope, like you said, that the guys progress and, and we and we go from there. That's it. That's it. I mean, remember Belichick in Cleveland. He didn't win a lot of games. So He did. And, you know. and in New England, his first year, he wasn't a winner either. Uh, but you, you form a foundation there. And that's what you go with. I mean, look at their, look at New England. You brought, you you bring them up, Mike. Their foundation of Vrabel and uh, uh, Brewski, the linebacker. They brought Harrison over because they had money to bring him over from San Diego with safety. Um, Who was the big defensive tackle that was great for years there too? But they they formed a very very good foundation and just built around them with guys that were role players and and that's what you have to do. And then since then they've been doing it over and over again. So you know that that's what we have to hopefully you know that that's what we have to somewhat get to at some point a nice foundation and then you build on top of that. So that's it. That's what they're striving to do. All right, guys. Thanks uh, for listening. Uh, We'll be back Wednesday night, and we'll talk a little bit more about the uh, Patriot game and any news that transpires between now and then. Uh, Fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. Keep your heads up. That's it. 
All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. 